0: So now we, now we know you know the position of your knob.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's a pretty steep angle of ascent. But then you hit record and you're out the door anyway. Our whole relationship is a CD skipping away. Crush on Ray.
0: Oh, uh we're we're short one today uh but it's a different person than we're usually short of uh Matt. wow that hurts sorry yeah, no, nothing no, <laughs> no, nothing personal i mean it's but, yeah Matt works in radio and they're transitioning to christmas music and because of that, Matt has lost his mind temporarily
1: yeah, so this is my first uh two man operation on this show I think, which is kind of impressive
0: yep well we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, what's your stance on Christmas music?
0: Uh, we discussed this uh, uh, last year when we did the Christmas music episode, <laughs> and uh, you're uh, you're the only one who picked like a tradition, something even approximating vaguely traditional Christmas music.
1: Oh yeah, I it's,
0: remember. Yeah, it's honestly, it's just, it wouldn't be so bad if it didn't start the day after Halloween.
1: Yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> as soon as Halloween is over, I'm like, yes. Holiday time. Let's start eating everything in sight and listening to Christmas music.
0: I can handle it if it starts the day after Thanksgiving. I think that is fair. Yeah, I, that's fair. You know, Thanksgiving is a legit holiday in this country in the United States, and it deserves its own period.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're Canadian, you already had your uh, your Thanksgiving before Halloween. So I don't know if there's anything really happening up there in November, but uh, here 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 in the United States, where all of uh, the Crush on Radio hosts are. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving's been getting short shrift. You know, come on. And there's no Thanksgiving music, really. So
1: that's true, there isn't. Uh, but this year, this is like the first time ever, or the first time in many millions of years, that the first day of Hanukkah falls on Thanksgiving. Um, so it's Thanksgivingukkah or something. I forget what the internet's calling it. But
0: I think the term I heard was Hanukkah Hanukkah's giving.
1: Hanukkah's giving. Yeah, I think Thanksgivingukkah is a little bit better.
0: Yeah, it's got a ring to it. I mean, they're, they're both <laughs> yeah. pretty. They're both pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, so yeah, potato pancakes uh would potato pancakes and turkey. I'm down for that.
1: Potato pancakes are gross.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember making them well, I I should clarify that my only exposure to latkes is uh was that we used to make them in home economics and which then became family consumer science in middle school. Yeah, and e-
0: everything's gross when you make it in home ec.
1: Yes. So Pardon my ignorance.
0: Yeah, Uh, A good latke latke is a a very impressive fact. Uh, Oh, speaking of potato pancakes, I was just at a German restaurant the other night with some of my old co-workers, Um, uh, so sausages and beer and potato pancakes and Mm -hmm. pretzels and stuff. A lot lot of carbohydrates, a lot of glutens.
1: Oh, I have been going off with the glutens. It's been like a month of disgusting deliciousness.
0: You'll get no sympathy from me.
1: Oh, I know. Well, I don't know. It's just once um, once Halloween hit, it was just like all downhill from there and you know. So, it's been a rough few weeks dietary-wise, but hopefully we're going to rally before Thanksgiving. Good luck. Have a streak of healthiness.
0: <laughs> oh, I want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Yeah. Okay. We've got uh music to discuss, I think. Um, um yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is there any, any like music related stuff that we want to get out of the way at the, at the head of the show?
1: At the top of the show? I don't think so. I'm going to see, um, Rush has a new live album coming out. I think what they've, what they've decided to do is they, for the past few years anyway, is anytime that they do a tour, uh, they put out a live album from that tour. Um, which is nice. Um, I've been seeing them since 2007 and they don't tour every year anymore. Um, so they come out with uh, a live album from each tour um, whenever it happens, and their their live album from the Clockwork Angels tour is coming out this week on Tuesday, and they're showing it in theaters um, one night, uh, just tomorrow, on Monday night, and um, I think it's it might be an IMAX or something, but we're going to the theater to uh, to see it with a couple of other Rush fans of mine, uh, Rush friends of mine, so uh, that's pretty exciting.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've never. I've never actually seen a concert film in the theater. Yeah, me neither. So, yeah, I've I've only ever, like, watched Stop Making Sense on computer screens or, you know, the like.
1: Um, Yeah. I don't think... um, No no more concerts this... Actually, we're planning on going to see Victor Wooten in Boston on uh, December 14th. But otherwise, uh, that's the the last bastion of concerts for
0: 2013. If... uh, the monetary situation changes. I might go see Reggie Watts in December.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Reggie Watts is quite awesome. Uh, I don't know if we discussed him on the show, but he's a solo musician, uh, also a bit of a comedian, does uh, vocal loops. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he has all this equipment, to just like makes these loops, of, like beatboxing and looping it and then does, you know, comedic rap and stuff over it. And it's really awesome. He opened for, for Devo for a few shows in 2009. With the—unfortunately, none none of the East Coast shows, so when I saw them on that tour, I had to put up with someone else who sucked. That's a drag. Yeah, yeah this guy named JP Incorporated did this, like—it I, I it was basically bad karaoke. Uh, he had these videos that were, like, fake TV shows, and he sang the fake TV show themes over a backing mm. track. Oh. And it's like, okay, this was funny for the first ten seconds. Sure. It's going on for two fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. the next night, it was the exact same set, top top to bottom. I see. So I had to sit through that twice, and it was less than... It wasn't even entertaining for the first 10 seconds the second time around.
1: Yeah, that's a drag. It's tough being on the East Coast when it comes to uh, New Year's concerts, because all of the good New Year's shows, like the bands that do like the three-night run, like Umphreys will do a three-night run on the 29th, 30th, and 31st of December, and Primus does their big uh, New Year's show every year, and they're always either in the Midwest or uh, on the West Coast.
0: Well, so, yeah. There's there's this big thing in 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 my home in my in my adopted hometown on New Year's that seems to uh, you know distract a lot of the big artists like the big pop artists. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and and it's in like some like public square in, in town. Uh, I don't know. It, you know, it's it's kind of off the beaten path.
1: Something about balls dropping.
0: Yeah. This is this is going to be the uh, the euphemism episode, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it could be. All right. Um, I need to fill the void of Matt. Uh,
0: yes. Uh, so, I think we have we have records to talk about. Why don't you uh, kick this off? Since uh, I All think right. uh, I went first last time, so.
1: Yeah, I've been um, as the as both of our listeners know we've I've been um, very into the audio uh, web app and mobile app uh, this year, and um, subsequently it has pointed me to lots of uh, new music and things that I might not otherwise have discovered just because it's everything is so easily accessible. Um, and so uh, I've actually been thinking about my uh, end of the year, best of 2013 list a little bit and um, kind of jumping around from album to album trying to figure out what I want to put on that list. But anyway, I'm digressing. Uh, but this record is... Um, Another thing that I stumbled across in, uh, On RDO, just through the heavy rotation uh, List And it is the self-titled Album that came out this year by uh, Junip, which I believe is a, a Swedish band, uh, and I think it's Just a duo um, If I'm not mistaken And uh, the album is self-titled And uh, the track that I chose was the Opening track, and it is called Line of Fire Which we can play for the there listeners no now And um, so this track, I don't even know how much I have to say about this record just because I've been listening to so much new stuff and so much, so many great albums have come out this year. Um, but this record in particular has been uh, in pretty heavy rotation. And uh, I was listening to it, and I was listening to Line of Fire, and I was like, I know this song from somewhere, and it's really good. And um, the song itself is just a very sort of moody but cathartic, um, really nice atmospheric sort of song and it kind of builds really well in it and it reaches this kind of glorious climax uh, by the end um, It just has a great feel to it. And I was listening to the song and I couldn't figure out where I knew it from. And I was, and then I realized that it's from Breaking Bad, uh, but I couldn't figure out, I was trying to think of the scene in Breaking Bad that it was from. And um, it ended up being, it's from the promo for the series finale. And, uh, and it's so, I mean, I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. I don't think you've seen the show, right?
0: Uh, I, I have not. I am familiar with it. It has infiltrated the mm-hmm. zeitgeist, I suppose. You know, it's the guy with the the yeah. the guy the dad from Oakman in the Middle, and he's making meth, and uh, he throws a pizza on top of a house and
1: stuff. Correct. And that's pretty much the whole show, yeah. Um, but no spoilers. But, um, yeah, so this line of fire was featured in the promo for Felina, which is the series finale uh, the last episode of the entire show which just um aired a couple of months ago and um you know no spoilers again but it's for breaking bad fans like it's such uh it kind of listening to the song just makes you so nostalgic for for the awesomeness that is breaking bad because it's it's my favorite show that i've ever seen and it's just um so well done and the the song really is a great fit for the um for the show because the the soundtrack of, of breaking bad is largely kind of ambient and almost minimal but when you have like a a, for lack of a better word a pop song with like a real song with like lyrics and stuff it's used like to great effect and um, this song uh, the way it's used and I have a link to the the promo in the show notes for those of you that have seen the show or don't care about spoilers Um, it just fits you know the opening line is uh, how does it go what would you do if it all came back to you which is just so perfect for, for everything that Breaking Bad is about and and, the, um, and then the, the build just kind of reflects all of the emotion and the, the tragedy of, of Breaking Bad and how it, and the conclusion that it reaches. Um, so the song has a lot of sentimental sort of value for me in its relationship to Breaking Bad. Um, and then the rest of the album overall is uh, quite solid. Uh, it's really a line of fire that really sticks with me, but I enjoy listening to the rest of the album as well. So um, that was a little rambly, but there you go.
0: It's interesting. They've been around since... Uh, I'm looking at their Wikipedia page, and they've been around since uh, 1998, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they, they put out an EP, then they went on hold for someone to have a solo career, and then they went back and put another EP, and then another EP, and then a record, then an EP, then a record, and that's it. And they are Swedish. Um, yeah, this was this was, this was interesting. It, it, I think this one's definitely a grower, because I've, I've come back to it uh, a little bit over the last two weeks. Uh, yeah. It's... It's interesting that, that it's a two-piece band because I, I wouldn't have pegged that because they, they, they do have a very lush, if mm-hmm. quiet sound. Does that make any sense to you?
1: It does. It's, it's like, um, it's it's again, kind of like atmospheric. It is it is dense, but also kind of soft and, I don't know, moody.
0: Yeah. And uh, the fact that I didn't know they were Swedish, so that explains, you know, something about the guy's voice.
1: Um, I, I'm, Wait, what does is, what is their being from Sweden have to do with the guy's voice?
0: No, just like, there's something like, there's a there's a distinct Swedish accent, and uh, I'm like, hmm, there's something about this guy's voice that sounds a little odd. I don't Swedish. know. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a little Swedish. Yeah. And I don't mean in the, you know, the Swedish. <laughs> and, oh, Muppets. and if anyone can make, you know, Swede jokes, it's me, because, you know, I have a direct patrilineal line back to Sweden. Oh, good. I'm also part Irish, so I can make Irish jokes, too. So, um... Yeah, so I, just, I, I picked up on I just I, I knew there was something there and I just couldn't figure out what so I'm glad to say, you know hey they're from Sweden. Yeah, the, yeah. that's it, it's very interesting. Um I I don't know how I, I, I too I'm I'm sort of like lost for what to say about it because it's you know I've given it a couple of listens and it's it is very subtle. Mhm. I think it's um yeah. Oh, see they're also on, on mute records, which is cool you know, and if they're on mute, they're probably pretty awesome.
1: I'm not familiar with that record label
0: <laughs> okay um mute records was the the premier like uh s- label for synth pop and electronic music in the early eighties and late late seventies and early eighties um mm-hmm. like one of the an artist named dame daniel miller uh founded it so he could put out uh his single. Under the name the normal uh, TVOD, back with Warm Leatherette, Warm Leatherette going on to be one of the most famous electronic uh, songs of the uh, early age of uh, synth pop. Uh, this is all like explained in the Synth Britannia, the excellent documentary that you should read if you should list, watch if you have even the slightest interest in electronic pop music of the '80s. <laughs> um. Yeah, it among the the bands on there. Uh, we were doing, we talked about them two weeks ago with Fat Gadget. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fat Gadget was on mute. Depeche Mode, um, a gentleman named Boyd Rice, who I've uh, been talked to Matt about. and I have some friends who are really into uh, a lot of uh, very you know Erasure, a lot of very famous uh, electronic pop bands. And but yeah, I think it's Depeche Mode that's basically keeping uh, Mute alive. But
1: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like a music documentary.
0: hmm it's, it's very interesting. There's like, there's, like, a couple of those, uh, Britannia, you know, ex-Britannia music documentaries. Um, no, there's synth Britannia. Uh, here, here we go. List of Britannia documentaries. Jazz Britannia. Folk Britannia. Classic Britannia. Soul Britannia. Comics Britannia. Okay, I guess it's not all, like, uh, music, but... Uh, dance Britannia. Pop Britannia. Folk Britannia. Hibernia, Okay. Prague Rock Britannia, and so on and so on and so on. Cool. Heavy Metal Britannia, Punk Britannia. So I'm just going to drop this out of the show notes because this is... Uh... I didn't know there were this many of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a Britannia onslaught.
0: I mean, you know... It's the... excitement as I edit the show notes
1: typing I'm no typing I'm <laughs> so clicking yeah.
0: so yeah uh, yeah definitely you know go make it a point to check some of this stuff out I'm gonna I have to actually make it a point to watch some of this other stuff because uh, I didn't know there was some of these like uh, Prague Rock Britannia might be worth checking out because you know I'm I'm not super huge into Prague but uh, you, you can't deny the uh, the uh, the influence and uh
1: yeah, I just found the whole thing on YouTube. Eighty-eight yeah. minutes. It's worth it. <clears throat> I might have to consider watching this.
0: Yeah, I, I recommend it, uh, and I'll have to check out the Punk Britannia one as well.
1: An observation in three movements. I wonder what that means.
0: Something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah. It, it, yeah. Prague Britannia talks about you know Genesis and Yes and ELP and Jethro Tull and. Well, that's conditions. what the stuff looks like, yeah. Cool. Where were we? Oh,
1: yeah. Um, something about music. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, Yeah, G- we have to do another movie episode, I think, one of these days. Um. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, so Junip. Uh, yeah, so I might have to check out their first album because it, it, it sounds like it's very much in the same vein.
1: Yeah. Um, this is one of those bands that I didn't really know anything about up until I just happened to click play um, by chance on RDO and um, and then realized that the uh, line of fire was from Breaking Bad, which made me immediately fall in love with it because I loved how they used that song in the promo. So, yeah. how many albums do they have here? Let's
0: see. Uh, two albums, five EPs. Nice. Yeah, and they they were a three piece at one point, so hmm. take that as take that as you will. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I've yet, I've yet to see Breaking Bad. The only show I keep up with is Boardwalk Empire, and the soundtrack for that is all. You're not going to hear something like Junip on that one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, all the music in the episodes is is period
1: pieces. Mm. Yeah, Breaking Bad changes lives.
0: Hmm. I'll get to it. it. It's not like they're making any more episodes, so I can catch up with it. You know.
1: That is true. Yeah.
0: Spoiler: It, it ends.
1: <laughs> it does. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, we move into Mad Men now to try and fill the Breaking Bad void, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, that's another show I should maybe get into. Check out Boardwalk Empire. Uh, just, like, watch the first season of it. It's, you know, if you can get past, I've said this before, but if you can get past Steve Buscemi's O-Face in the pilot, you'll be fine.
1: Mm. Yeah, what are uh, what season are they in now? Uh, season four. Season four. Yeah, it's just
0: wrapping up. Uh, episode 11 of season four airs
1: tonight. And it holds up over time.
0: Yeah, I'd say so.
1: That's good. I feel like, um, when like, especially well with TV shows, cause like there, I feel like there are a handful of TV shows that started out good and then have kind of lost their quality, lost their luster over time. Um, like how I met your mother kind of has gone on for too long. I think I stopped watching it, but I know that some people feel that how I met your mother has gone on too long. And I think Dexter was good for like the first two or three seasons and then kind of just fell apart. Um, and so, like, I feel like, anyway, tying it back to music, I feel like there is so much amazing stuff out there that it's. I, I am not going to listen to anything that is just pretty good or or okay, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's why we're here. That's why right. we're here, right? Because um, you know, I am exposing myself and I am exposing other people. You know, we're, we're all in, we're all in this together. I need to check out really cool music. Um can I do? Can I use that as a transition? I want to use that as a transition. I think we've, yes, we've run this one into the ground.
1: Expose yourself to me.
0: Really? <laughs> um, so my my pick this week is the debut album by the uh, English Scottish. I think they're like both the members are English and Scottish, uh, but they're called Churches. Though they have a no, no, they're they are just Scottish. They're from Glasgow. Okay, I had to double check. But uh, they're called churches, with a V instead of a U, because stuff, reasons. Um, okay. All capital letters. Yes. And um, this is kind of a return to exactly the sort of shit you'd expect from me. Mm. So let's hear a little bit of uh, the, a song from their uh, debut album called Guns. <laughs> Um I mentioned in churches before, uh, a couple of weeks back when their singer, uh Lauren Maybury, uh published an op ed in The Guardian. Uh, we had our special episode about, you know, sexually harassing female musicians and why that is or any musician and why that is bad, 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 bad. Yes. And bad. Um I actually picked up that link through uh Grimes uh if you remember from s E one, uh her mm-hmm. Tumblr. Uh, she linked to that so
1: yeah I still listen to that record
0: yeah, it's it's a great record um hopefully you'll listen to this one too uh <laughs> so um I, I I first heard this someone played the mother we share in a turntable chat room and I'm just like oh my god this is incredible so I, I went out and I just bought everything they had on iTunes um so, yeah, you know, I, I shouldn't have waited to, to, to do this, uh, to do this pick, but because uh, I think they're, they're sort of the buzz is starting to slow down a little bit on them. But hey, maybe uh, if we if we turn on another one person. Um, it's interesting, though, because this is their debut record. And um, I am noticing that you know, it's 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 a great start, but they definitely have some ways to go because they have a lot. Of, they have potential to be even better than they are. Mm-hmm. I'd say this is kind of like a B with some singles that are A's. Um you you're the you're the only actual musician in the in in our group here. So maybe you can help me uh is there like a term for this thing where like most of the instruments drop out and it's just like
1: vocals? Um that would be a vocal break when I when a instrument or when an instrument is featured um yeah, when that's, everything that's, else that's, drops out. Yeah. That's uh called a break. So if there was um if everything stops but the drums, then that's a drum break. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So but it's shorter than a solo. Um, it's usually fairly brief.
0: Right. And not of their songs have this thing where they have this break in them where like just you know all the instruments or maybe like all but one instrument drops out and it's just vocals and that one yeah that one little synthesizer bit. Mm-hmm. And you know when not you now, that's that's a common trick, but they do it on like almost every song on this record, which kind of it it makes me think, you know, hey guys, find another trick. Um yep. but again, it's it's a debut release. They it, they they've been around this some of the tracks were recorded as early as, you know, uh 2012. Um it's they have they have they have the potential to be even better if they can just like find some new things to do. Um so you know, I think like the last half of the record starts to get a little samey, but it's still a really great start. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, it it's great to feel like I'm getting in on the ground floor with a band that I think I'm going to actually, you know, honestly fall in absolute love with. So, I uh, mean, just the, some of the songs, "The Mother We Share" is incredible, "Gun" is incredible, and "What If We Dark"? I just I love it. You know, I'm going to come for you with everything I have. I will be a gun. I will break you down to tiny, tiny parts. It's just this. Her voice is so perfect for that because it it doesn't it sounds kind of innocent at first and like whoa whoa. I don't want to fuck with this person. Yeah. <laughs> um and they have some great music videos too. I've dropped uh, a couple on the show notes. Well, the, the video for for gun kind of sucks, but uh, the mother we share <laughs> is good, but uh, and lies is good. Uh I should actually add the lies video. I don't have that in there. <laughs> so, I, I like this. I think they have a lot of potential. Um I'm really hoping uh they they go very far and I hope that, you know, people stop harassing the singer because that is bullshit right there
1: yep um yeah i didn't realize it was a debut record um i think that uh helps my opinion of it because i thought it was good um i thought the the instrumentals were very good i thought the vocals were very strong um and yeah it was definitely a return to form for uh for you so i had but i had come across this um before you even picked it um through audio oh. and i know that it's been getting uh getting good reviews and it's been getting heavy play, at least on my, uh, the people who I follow on RDO. So, so I had listened to it and then I uh, re-listened to it after you had, um, picked it. And it's a uh, very strong. I agree with you. I think it's, um, promising for, uh, for this Scottish synth trio.
0: Yeah. Also too, I'm hoping that for the second album that they, they, they focus on really the strengths, like the, the the songs that I'm really not keen on, on this record are, uh, the ones where the, uh, the, uh, synth playing, guitar playing dude takes the lead. Mm. I, I don't know which one that is because it's the Lauren and the two dudes. I that sounds so dismissive, doesn't it? I mean, kind of. I mean, she's the one. Like, I think it's uh, yeah. I'm just gonna actually look this crap up. Um, oh come on, Wikipedia, you're not helping. Um, um, I'm guessing it's Ian Cook. Uh, he's the uh, gentleman who, yeah, yeah. He plays guitar, bass, and vocals as well, synth, and so. Nice. I think he's the one who takes the lead on the tracks with the the lead male vocals, and I just they're not quite as entertain, they're not quite as interesting, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I noticed those. Um, you know, when I was re-listening to it this morning, I noticed that there were like two tracks with male vocals, and they were. I actually found them kind of refreshing. Um, just because I think that I mean I think we've iterated and reiterated in the past that one of my sort of electronic synth pop kind of issues is that it t- does tend to kind of blend, blend together um, in terms of tempo and um, dynamics and stuff. So to hear those uh, male vocals here and there um, was a nice change.
0: Yeah, they do break it up, but I don't think they're as good from like a songwriting perspective, and I don't think he's as good of a vocalist as Lauren.
1: So. Yeah, probably not.
0: Yeah, it's it's nothing against him. I don't know who's doing the majority of the songwriting, So, but you know, maybe like just... Pull that back a little bit for for your second album. Yeah, I have a link in the show notes. Are you familiar with the the concept of the sophomore slump for, for yes. records? Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, so I hope yeah I'm hoping they can avoid that. I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna leave that link in there. So,
1: yeah, there's um I don't know if you have the the bonus track edition. In there, but like on audio, there are two. It feels like there are three different covers because if I click on churches over here, there's the 12 song edition, there's a one with four bonus songs, and then there's also one with a blue cover instead of the red. It's currently unavailable for, for streaming. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, it's confusing. Like, I bought the, the iTunes deluxe version, which has the red cover, uh, has 14 audio tracks, uh, two bonus tracks, Strong Hand and Broken Bones, mm-hmm. and then, um, Two, well, actually, no. It has four bonus tracks, and the, and two that are remixes that I honestly don't care for.
1: Yeah, that's what this uh, the special edition audio has as well. Yeah,
0: the iTunes deluxe version also has a pair of live videos, which uh, you know, yeah, that's an they, their live shows are, are they don't really do they don't really move around much on stage, but you know the music is really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they can maybe work on that too. I'm just. They're, they're a young band, I hope, and I wish them the best of luck, but I think, you know, they need a little, they definitely have a lot of, a lot of potential. It's, it's, I'm being, I'm trying to be constructive in the criticisms that I have because I think they can really do some amazing stuff if they can, you know, find the, the angle that they're, you know, just like really spit and polish that what they, the, they're good, where they, where they're at right now, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think it's a strong debut, and I think that, um, you know, a nice, usually, like, I feel like debut albums uh, tend to sometimes benefit from having that kind of raw quality, um, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's not really terribly raw, but it's just, you know, they're, they're still trying to find their, their footing, I think, as a, as a band.
1: Yeah. Do you know how uh, how old these guys are? She looks fairly young.
0: I have no. No idea whatsoever. Um, I mean, it makes no real difference. Uh, I think they've all been in bands before, so.
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to pick uh, a couple shows ago. I was going to talk about the, I think it was before uh, we decided to do the Halloween show again, but I was going to talk about um, Lord's new album, or the debut album by Lord. Are you familiar with her? Pure uh, Heroine?
0: I, I, I've heard. I've heard of it, and it's... I have been kind of curious to check it out. I've just never really bothered, and mm-hmm. I know there's also been some controversy over the music video for the song "Royals." Um, so,
1: oh, I haven't seen the music video, um, but it's her debut album, another great uh, release in 2013, and um, she's like 16 or something absurd, Whoa. which is just so refreshing in you know in the era of Miley Cyrus's, um, and it's a really strong sort of debut
0: yeah I, I've heard her compared to savages actually in a in a way
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like just this uncompromising I, we're doing it my way you know female artist so yeah,
1: she was born in 96 so she's 17 now All right, from I, New Zealand
0: I feel so old
1: yeah <laughs> it kind of does make you feel like I need to get off my ass and do something <laughs> make something um, yeah. I think she co-wrote I'm probably not going to have a chance to talk about this record. Uh, I mean, I mean, we have all the time in the world, technically, but this year, I mean. Um, but I feel like, I think she did most of the songwriting herself.
0: Well, yeah, you can always make your pick
1: for next week. I for, could, but there's weeks. another album that I have to talk about, so.
0: I mean, we've still got another uh, three shows before the end of the year, so if you don't make it next episode, you can make the one after that, and then we can do the uh, end of the year uh, best of special.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Ooh, that, that would be the day after my 30th birthday. That'll be a fun one.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Party time. Uh, yeah, see, the thing about announcing uh, the albums, I mean, this was my idea to do this to help the listeners get prepared, but the thing about listening to or announcing the picks two weeks in advance is that you might not be as interested in the pick two weeks later. Um, but uh, the thing, the album that I'm most likely going to pick for next week is, for next show is um, just taking over my most of my listening experience. I haven't even listened to the June up album, uh, recently over the past two weeks, just because I've been listening to this new pick. So tough life. We lead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> um, mm. I know we, we should probably save this for when Matt gets back but do you want to have any thoughts on sky lurking?
1: Uh, no, I haven't listened to it yet. Sorry, uh, Matt.
0: <laughs> that's okay. You really should. You will. I think you will enjoy it greatly.
1: Yeah, I have it, uh, queued up here. Um, but, no, I'll be primed to talk about it, uh, assuming he continues to keep it as his pick for when he returns.
0: I hope he does, because it's a great record, and I'd love to hear what you thought of it.
1: Mm.
0: I think uh, I'm, I will pick for, for next week. Um, it will be the latest EP by Japanese electronic pop group. Yeah, no, Roll your eyes. <laughs> hmm. uh, Poly 6, and it is called Mega Overdrive.
1: Over that sounds
0: good. Yes, uh, you know it's it's interesting. I'm not. I'm just gonna set this up briefly for you. But you know they've been around for over 15 years, and they've had as many a, a, a ton of lineup changes over the years. And I think they finally they lost like a major a major member of the band a couple years back, and they're finally getting getting somewhere. They finally worked, figured out how to work without her. I think so. Mm-hmm. So there's your, there's your setup.
1: Very cool. <clears throat> are we doing should i announce my pick here if you'd like okay uh, so the pick that i'm going to do for next show is the debut album which is <laughs> the running theme uh the debut album from a band called sand for men sand, uh,
0: sand for men
1: yes s-a-n space f-e-r-m-i-n like the town in spain and uh, I don't want to rave too much about this album because we're going to talk about it next uh, show but it is really good it's self-titled
0: that's a uh, that's a high endorsement oh oh dear someone stole their trailer yes just you know I get a google search like oh dear that that's never good yeah no not good at all
1: um, but yeah it's a wonderful thing and it's it's funny that you know it came out I forget when it came out debut album, now October 2nd. Um, you know, and I've been thinking, again, I've been thinking about my end of the year picks for Best of 2013 and and uh, it's funny how, you know, at the very end of the year, like an album can just sneak in at the last second and kind of just blow everything away, so.
0: Yeah, I, I had that happen to me last yeah. year. Um, there was a a record, I, I picked up just a couple um 2012 al- albums that I'd been meaning to pick up anyway and one of them just like Really kicked me in the ass. I think it was the, uh, I think it was um, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, which was just an incredible, incredible uh, record. Um, yeah, I had a lot of music in 2012. This this year has been a, a lighter, lighter for new music for me for some reason.
1: Yeah, I was um, every year on the the message board that I've been a member of for years. Every every year there's a, a thread for best albums of twenty of the current year, and I just did my posts on my uh, my favorite albums. And I had had a I have a running smart playlist in iTunes of all the records that came out in twenty thirteen, and and um, it was kind of I was anticipating there being it being easier to pick my top five albums because um. And I had a, I, it still was a pretty easy task to pick my top five, but um, there were a lot of, you know, there are records that you love from cover to cover, and then there are um, just really great sort of individual songs, and then the record, the rest of the record hasn't really stuck with you in the same sort of way, so I had to kind of deal with that dynamic. Um, yeah. Well,
0: mm-hmm. that's, that's, I think that's why we did the five songs, best five songs last time, because it's just easier that way for us.
1: <laughs> right. Um is that what we did? We just did the uh did we do top five albums and top five tracks or just top five tracks?
0: Just uh, top five tracks.
1: Nice. Cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. I had a lot of good stuff this year. I don't know. I think again, I think RDO just makes it so easy to just to just to click play and see what everybody whom you follow is listening to. Um so I think that's been helpful. Although I've still been, you know, if I if I fall in love with a record like I did with Sand for Men, you know, I will buy it and, you know, make sure I have it in my permanent iTunes collection as well.
0: Well, that's good. I, I just, I, I, I just question how many people, uh, other people do that. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe I'll drop that essay into the uh, show notes as well. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I am I think you read, I'm sure you read that, right?
1: I probably came across it, yeah, in my internet troubles.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the commentary about the guy who said you can't devalue music, I'll drop that in.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough because we don't have to go, this is a big topic, but we don't really have to go into it. But I mean, it's so great to have like the entire, you know, all of music at your fingertips because, you know, discovery is such an important sort of part of music. But at the same time, I mean, you have to compensate the artists appropriately. And, and it, uh, I
0: think it can be done. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's tricky. And I think there's a lot of the people who are in charge of the streaming stuff, um, they, 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 it's more worth their while to make it incredibly cheap or free and not pay artists enough. You know, it, it's, it's, it, it makes it really hard for like new artists if they don't suddenly blow up pretty quick. You know, mm-hmm. it's, they need to get that financial footing right away. If they can devote, so they can devote money to, so they can devote their time and their money to making better music.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, for me, audio has been such a a boon for discovery. And then, you know, it's almost like a try before you buy. And then, you know, if I've listened to like with for Men, if I've listened to the album like five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten times and I'm just increasingly falling more in love with it, you know, each time I'm I'm definitely going to buy it and make sure I have a copy um, with my name on it. Um, So, yeah, I think you can do it responsibly. I mean, I'm paying the ten bucks a month for audio, but still, you know, purchasing stuff from the iTunes store when I feel... It's necessary, and I don't know. Maybe you could argue that it, it makes me buy more records on iTunes. I mean, being what I would like to think of as a responsible listener, you know, if I can try more stuff, you know, and develop a, a relationship with more records, then I'm more likely to buy more records on iTunes. I guess so. Perhaps I'm spending more money because I can try things before I buy them with audio.
0: It's possible. I'm. I'm not saying you're. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't. I think I have a suspicion you might be the exception rather
1: than the rule. Probably.
0: So yeah, we'll we'll see about that. We can maybe talk about that uh with with Matt as well cuz he's he's once he once he once he regains his uh his full sanity uh from the Christmas music onslaught. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, cuz he he's in the original streaming service. Yeah. So, well, it's a uh, it's been a quick one. Uh, do you have anything else you want to chat chat about or
1: I don't think so. I think we can keep it tight. I mean, uh you know, Matt's uh not here, so I think we can keep it short.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, you know, two-thirds of, a, two-thirds of a team, two-thirds of an episode. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> it has been a pleasure. Where can we find you on the interbutts?
1: Uh, my website is andrewmarvin.net, uh, which has recently been uh, revised to um, incorporate my pivoting professional and personal interests. And um, Andrew Marvin on Twitter, Andrew Marvin on app.net, and uh, Last.fm, and andrewmarvin.tumblr.com is my Blog of links and things that I read in Instapaper. So there you go. Okay. And oh, next week we should talk about that Rushmore thing.
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. We definitely should. That that's a capture
1: that's that.
0: A, I will uh, I will capture that now. I'm in this notebook that I keep. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, if we if we really want to bore our listeners, I'll have to tell you about bullet journal. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am at sandspoint.com. Sandspoint on the Twitter and the Appnet and. Uh, most other services. I am also. Uh, we are also crushonradio.com, crushonradio on the Twitter, crushonradio on the Facebook, crushonradio on iTunes. Please rate us, review us, love us. We love you. We really mm-hmm. love you. Do you not love our listeners, Andrew? Oh, I do. Indeed. Deeply. Passionately. I really uh, deeply. We will be back. Uh, at full at full strength in two weeks. So until then.